Hi, this is Jolly here with the 20th podcast, Mission 2021 Towards a New Dawn. Today also I will continue with the second page of your CV in terms of describing the skills that you have and your management capabilities. So the focus today will be more on your management capabilities and how you have worked with your team. The first and foremost thing I would like to tell you is never complain against your existing company. <clears throat> that puts everybody on the defensive including your interviewer or the team that you are working in. The reason being all over the world every company operates under some constraints either it is resources, money, team, managerial experience, there are some constraints somewhere. The moment you start cribbing about it, what happens is that your peer group will say that look, you cannot add any value, so you are cribbing about what is not available. Everybody knows what is not available. Why crib about it? How you manage resources is the important thing. If you do it in an interview, oh my god, they will never touch you because they will say once he is in the system, he will find 20 different faults in our system because they know they are not running a perfect system. So the moment you start cribbing about your company, your boss, the resources or the practices, you are in for trouble. In the existing company, people will tick you off. People will not consider you for major decision-making processes. If you are applying for some job and you are sitting in an interview, they will never consider you for an appointment because they know, like in all organizations, we all had to work under certain level of constraints. We didn't have all the money in the world to do everything that we wanted to do. Our hands were tied to a large extent and within those limits, we had to work and we had to perform. So, the first learning is never crib about what you have faced. The second most important thing is how you have shown your leadership qualities when you have handled as a team. What I used to do is practice very proactively team goals, meaning team decides. It's not a democracy. It's not that uh, they decide what to achieve and what not to achieve. No, what to achieve is sacrosanct. They cannot negotiate on that. But how to achieve and who will be responsible for what numbers for that month were discussed among themselves and given to me. Which was absolutely fine because then I would measure those people on those commitments that they have made. But it was team goals. And based on those team goals, I was always flying on top. Let me share with you an example. When I was running a retail store between the cash counter, the customer service desk and the sales desk, we had all three at uh, the same level. And people would walk in and uh, take the tokens and go to different counters. Now it would have been very easy for me to identify the individual sales guy or customer care guys. and then. Suppose one of them was sick, 
Suppose the store has to open at 9 in the morning and the guy who is responsible has failed to come, then what happens? Now, I completely agree with, agreed with them that the team decides. So if somebody is not well, he will inform the team leader. The team leader would uh, designate a person who would replace him and come in his place. I was not informed till I reached office and everything was uh, completed and achieved. The, the routine of morning opening, taking stocks, managing cash, uh, delegating jobs, everything was to be done even without my interference. When I was handling a um, uh, unit in uh, education, the front desk and the teachers cooperated with them. Suppose a teacher failed to turn up, what to do? It's the front desk who managed and uh, allocated another teacher to come and teach uh, something which was relevant to that group for which the teacher was absent. Now that's what I call a team goal and I was so proud of it. When I discussed about it with uh, my job, the last job, they were extremely impressed by the way things used to be done because whether it was a teacher or whether it was a front desk executive or it was a backup guy or it was a network engineer, each one of them could plug in for somebody else and we gave them incentives for doing that, we motivated them and we helped them. In fact, we told them that they will never be marked negative even if a complaint came to them, came to us that such and such person could not deliver the lecture well, well because if you had been substituting for somebody and you could have possibly failed in one or two areas, I was willing to overlook that. Now that made the team very confident and very bold. So what did they do? They took the responsibility of running a center, running a store or doing all businesses on their own. Only if there was a major hassle, if there was a major customer related issue which need, needed my decision making, then it would have come to me. Otherwise, the team leaders would themselves resolve and ensure that uh, the customers were taken care of. Now that's what I did and that's what I recommend. And that's what you should talk about when you're in the interview, that what did you do with your team? What I did, I did three things. I assisted them. I uh, assured them that they will not be faulted if they make a mistake. And I ensured that they get rewarded for their efforts that they're doing, which is beyond their typical daily job. How did I do this? Of course, by delegating responsibility and authority. So if a sales guy had to give a discount and the sales guy was absent and the customer service guy was uh, substituting for him and a customer was genuine and he faced a problem for which some monetary discount was uh, allowed and if it was part of the system, it was part of our internal controls, I would never hide it from my front desk. I completely gave them the authority to go ahead and give it. Because the time I, he would spend and then I would spend and the time then I would discuss with them as to why they are doing it will result into customer waiting for at least an hour in the front desk. 
Now what happens? He is creating a nuisance value. The more he is there on the front desk and talking to people that my his phone or his uh, asset had gone bad, how it had gone bad, why it had gone bad with five other customer that brings in more negativity than by giving him off a few hundred rupees. My objective was to have a customer nice and happy and to have my front office clean without any negative energy flowing into it. So what did I do? I authorized the security, the front desk people to give any discount which is as per norm and the norm which was given to me as a regional as a regional business head was shared with them openly. I ha- what will I do keeping it with me? My important was role was to ensure that customer is happy. So uh, I gave shared with them and they did it judiciously. Of course I had to train them, guide them, coach them. That was my job, that was my role and I helped them do it. And I told them the guidelines to use, how to use and how much discounts to give. Which they did it very very well. I was very happy. The company was very happy with my style of working. So briefly what I did, I allowed the team to decide. I delegated responsibility. Along with responsibility, I gave them authority. Now where did I learn it? You see when I I used to use Citibank cards and uh, the best part of Citibank card was if I had a wrong charge or an extra interest added or anything which over which I was dissatisfied, I would call the help desk and believe me within a minute they would resolve it they wouldn't even bother to ask anybody for an authorization of giving me a discount or waiving off the late fees or waiving off whatever fees I was disputing that gave me an idea what is customer service and I salute Citibank for uh, empowering their front office empowering their front desk to do things like this and this is what I did when I was um, handling a similar role and my customers were extremely happy but more importantly were the people who were doing it they were so proud of their role they were so genuine that they would fight for every paisa to save for the company it is not an easy task to convince customer Instead of 100 rupees discount, which they would have automatically allowed, they would start with 50 rupees. And if the um, uh, customer was happy with 50 rupees discount, they would give it. They will not give anything extra. And they fought for each paisa, they fought for each rupee and saved it for us. So what did I do? I enabled them. I empowered them. And I allowed them to do things the right way. It involved initially a whole lot of training. So if you are one of the front desk, please ask your seniors to train you up so that you can deliver. If you are a senior, please ensure that you train your people. If you are looking for a job, you must talk about it. If you have done it, you must share about it. If you have not done it, you must tell them your interviewer that this is what you plan and this is what you have learnt. And of course you can tell them you learnt it from Jolly. 
because Jolly has done it like this. Because I'm telling you, I learned it from Citibank, so there's no harm in uh, citing uh, examples of where did you run it. The, these are important recipes for success, and if you if you honestly ask yourself, hmm, the only way you can move up in life, the only way you can move up in career is not by changing jobs. You see, when I was uh, in a company for about seven years, I moved from a senior sales executive to an assistant manager. Now, in that seven years, there were others who moved from senior sales executive to associate vice presidents. Now that made me feel many a time that am I in the right job? Am I doing the right thing? Because see how others are moving. But you know when I compared myself 20 years later, when I was a vice president of India's largest company, then I realized that those guys who became associate vice president in seven years were nowhere to be seen. Whereas I became a vice president in 20 years. Not only was I respected, I enjoyed a lot of freedom. I enjoyed a lot of respect. I was invited to various institutes to lecture as to how to perform. I was part of so many local bodies of training people how to do jobs. Now, an easy way out is to change jobs. That's not the right thing. The best way is to build teams and the best way is to train a replacement for yourself. So I had never had a problem uh, taking a leave because when my boss asks that if you are gone for two weeks, who will take care of? I tell them the name of the team and how they have performed. And my boss knew that uh, it is the team who are performing because uh, Jolly takes care of only guiding them, coaching them, training them. Jolly takes care of empowering them. So if you are a subordinate, ask your boss to empower you. If you are a boss, empower your subordinates. If you are giving an interview, tell your future employers, this is what you plan to do with your team. And I'm sure they will like it. Because this is the only way one can succeed. I have succeeded. Citibank has succeeded. And I'm sure you will also succeed. This podcast has been brought to you by Jolly. Post-production is by Aditya. We hope to continue on the same vein on some more aspects of your second page of CV in the next few days till we finally close because there are so many things to talk about when you go for an interview and I really wish you luck that you must get the job that you are being interviewed for. All the best. Have a nice day.